Hi, friends. I'm Olivia. I'm Rod. And you're listening to Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. As a quick reminder, if you have any questions about the sermon or our series or theology in general, feel free to email those to askask at isunrise.org, and we will address those in the podcast. In today's episode, we are covering the September 17th sermon titled Soul Food. So, Not Soul Train. <laughs> So can you explain where you got that title? Because I think you've actually used that title before, maybe a couple years ago. Ooh, I don't know. You know, I I tend to localize and struggle over titles because the title is where I typically want to go. One of the titles I had for this was The Reaper Receives, and I was going at the passage from the wages that the reaper receives and, and what that looks like. But the soul food was because of... Jesus saying that he had food that they didn't know about. And I think most people just kind of focus on the woman at the well, and they miss the message to the disciples. And that's what I wanted to cover in this passage or in this message was the message to the disciples, because they had something to learn, and that was about food that fed their souls. Yeah, when you were explaining that distinction about how the woman, the unbeliever, needed water, the initial need of thirst to be quenched. And then the disciples had a different need, which was hunger, and they needed something else to quench that. And and a big difference there is the water quenches the thirst one time. It happens one time. But food is something that goes over and over and over again. There's there's no like one time you you eat and that's that's over with. You know, there's a there's a harvest that happens four months, and then you harvest, but you'll have to do it again, again, and again. And so, uh, and I, I think that relates to, actually, when I was thinking about this, our sacraments or our ordinances as a church, because the ordinance of baptism is done with water. This would be, a, this would be an easy way to remember the distinction here. Baptism is done with water, and it happens one time for a believer, and it symbolizes uh, dying with Christ, raising out of that death to newness of life. And so the water connection there is one time baptism. Meanwhile, the Lord's Supper, uh, bread and, and wine, is done often. I mean, the early church probably, some would say, did it every single week. Uh, I know some would argue that it should be done kind of in, in like Passover once, uh, once a year. But we do it in, in our tradition once a quarter. And so, you know, it, it, you constantly need food over and over and over again. So the disciple needs has a, has a need that reoccurs over and over again. So that's an that's a easy way to remember the distinction between what lost people need, they need water, and what believers need, disciples that are going to follow Christ, they need soul food, which is to do the will of the Father and they are reminded of that over and over again through the ordinance of the Lord's Supper or communion. You mentioned in your sermon that people don't usually cover this second part. Usually they focus just on the woman at the well, but then they don't really cover when the disciples come back. Um, why is that, that they don't really 
cover it. And then also, why is there, in some reading, people kind of see there's no distinction between the two sections. When they read the woman at the well and they read about the disciples, they see it all with the same lens and they don't shift from evangelism to discipleship. Well, I think part of that is the way the passage is laid out. Jesus is talking to the woman about her need for for water. And then at the end of the passage, after the episode with the disciples talking about food, we come back to the woman's impact upon her town and specifically the men of her town in evangelism. So they kind of gloss over the food aspect and they don't see it as a as a separate aspect of this this whole Christian life thing. And, you know, the confusion gets in is when you begin to assume that the water uh, should do more of what the food should do. I find it fascinating that um, Jesus had the conversation about food with just the disciples. And what ends up happening, we can tend to blur those lines that Jesus did not blur. The conversation about water with the woman was clearly about what he had to offer as a gift, no strings attached. And the conversation with the disciples was clearly about uh, the food he had, which was to do, to act, to activate, to go in and labor. These are words that uh, are for the disciples they were not words he used for the woman at the well. So I think that's that's part of it. There can be confusion in there uh, where people start reading, doing, and the laboring into the free offer of the water. So that that's what I would say those two things are. One is because of the way the passage is laid out. People read over it, uh, the part about the food. And secondly, the, the importance of that is because you don't want to try to start feeding people when what they really need is water. You, you, and, and, and that's what's a confusion today in Christianity. People want unbelievers to start acting like believers before they ever drink the water. Let them have the water free, fully have the water. They taste of it one time, and they are guaranteed, based on what Jesus promises and what he's able to deliver, eternal life. And then you can start feeding them. As a father of five, we did not start feeding you guys on solid food right away. You worked up to it. I think that's very important, and, and that will help with the rest of Scripture. Okay, is this passage talking about someone who needs water, or is it talking about someone who needs food? We'll get to it in another sermon, surely. But Jesus also talks about in chapter 6, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. I think it's important that the chapter 4 instance is a situational illustration. He's with the woman at the well, so he's using water as an illustration. The disciples come after looking for food, so he uses food as an illustration. But it's not necessarily that food always means discipleship, laboring, And water always means believing. Correct, because it's in that moment he uses where people are, those teachable moments where people are open, that the disciples were open one way, as you said, having looked for food, and the woman was open another way, having come to quench her thirst for water. So yes, you're exactly right. Yeah, the important thing in both instances is that in no way is there ever an indication that you have to keep coming back to it. If you come to him 
Those who hunger will not hunger again. Those who thirst will not thirst again. It is always a one time. No matter what the metaphor that's used is, it's always a one time. That's all you need. To come into God's family. You don't have to keep coming back into God's family over and over again. You might be wayward from that family, but yeah, you don't have to start the process all over. Oh, I've got to get saved again or born again again. No, you come into God's family one time. Well, I'm enjoying this series, and I know that we'll have a lot of interesting discussions as we go through more sermons on this topic of assurance. Um, But I think it's been very helpful, and I, I hope that everyone listening has felt the same. So thank you for breaking all that down and covering those points, I guess, like baptism and the Lord's Supper. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church.